KW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Knuckle up again. Make me want to dance. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. <laughs> Hello, Beans. This is Dave. And Hello. Don't judge me. Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. So, this is Joe. I'm Ross. We're in a band called Clocks and Clouds. And you're listening to Dave on Kettle Whistle Radio. Thanks, guys. And you can hear more of Clocks and Clouds later in the show great band great band great guys uh, let's see here a few things to discuss first I want to thank Brian DeVoe of Nine Days and uh, inviting me backstage and of course to the show great show a great rock and roll band at the Hard Rock uh, we'll hear more from them in the future too I'm sure and they have a new album coming out again Brian DeVoe thanks a lot man old friend from childhood Nine Days those guys were great great group of guys uh, and that recently um, I came across an archive it was uh, sent to me by Brian Coddington of Dagger Vision. Dagger Vision Spook Show Radio, which I was a big fan of, is uh, now defunct, but however, uh, trying to get it back on. Uh, I know Johnny Johnny Daggers wants to get it back on. It was a great show, and I recently heard uh, their episode of, with Debbie Rochon, the uh, horror aficionado. She has, like, I don't know, ridiculous 200 movies under her belt. Great girl, man. Uh, she's been in the business so long. It's just it's outrageous how many movies and how knowledgeable she is. That was a great interview, guys, with Brian Coddington and Johnny Daggers on uh, Spook Show Radio. Um, they brought up some movies, too, that I have yet to see. Um, Slime City Massacre, Exhumed, and Color of the Dark. I believe Color, Color of the Dark, I believe it's called. It's an H.P. Lovecraft work. I'm looking for those movies right now, currently. Uh, they brought up something in that show that I want to reiterate, and maybe uh, people misconceive. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I misconstrued how I, I said things um, about certain shows like Horror Realm and the uh, the local. Uh, there was a film festival, horror film festival in Pittsburgh, and the problem isn't the shows themselves. They're fantastic shows with great people, and some of the people do really well there. Attendance, and this came up on the Spook Show Radio, and. You know, Johnny brought it up, and Brian. It's like you know, people in Pittsburgh need to like get out once in a while and go see these shows. There's plenty of people do show up, but more could, and they'd be more successful. There would be more of them. Um, it just helps the arts in general. If you like something, go support it. And uh, they brought that up on their radio show. I just want to reiterate that, and uh, hopefully more from Dagger Vision in the future. Um, if they get that Spook Show Radio back on, I'll be listening again. I, I know I love that show. And uh, let's see, some things to announce. Right now, our sister show um, on the Society 13 Network, uh, The Wicked Library with uh, Nelson W. Piles. 
he uh, is going through his first season that people never heard. And that was, uh, well, they heard, but it's being played again. If you missed it, we have a larger audience now. And he's going back and uh, playing some of the old episodes before the new season starts up. And there's been some great ones. I suggest going to society13network.wordpress.com and listen to the archives. Or just hit us up on Facebook, Society13 on Facebook. Definitely the Wicked Library. Check it out. Nelson's got some big stuff coming up soon, too. I mean, this book of his is coming out. And I'll tell you... It's going to blow you away. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, also, too, you got to check out TBA with Mr. Pink if you want some, you know, somebody yelling at you on the radio in a funny way, good way, rant way, things that we all get mad about. Yeah, TBA with Mr. Pink. And if you want politics, Chris Westrick, I'm telling you now, man, mouthing off, that show is taking off like lightning. I don't know what's going on, if it's the iTunes listeners or what. But uh, definitely tune into him, even if you're not into politics. And I'm not. I'm learning stuff. I'm, I'm, lear- I'm learning. I'm learning stuff. And you don't have to agree with everything. He's, he even wants people calling in. I don't agree with a lot of things he says, but uh, you know, you got to learn. You got to learn your side of the argument. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even know what you're fighting for. Other times you do. But Chris Westrick mouthing off. Check it out. If you don't like politics, check it out. Maybe it'll make you mad. But coming up soon here, folks, we're going to have Of Clocks and Clouds. This is a new band. um, Found me on Twitter, and I found them back. Uh, Next thing you know, we're talking. And it's not my usual aggressive stuff that I like. And kind of mellow, but it freaking rocks. Give these guys a listen, man. And they were great guys, of course, from Brooklyn, New York, where everything kicks ass, as far as I'm concerned. So coming up, Of Clocks and clouds and uh that's all for now and uh, let's let's tune in. let's listen to these guys right now thanks again thanks for listening to you by the way oh and lydia peaver oh i got big big ups to you on your book i, I finished night face wow i mean this girl not only is she a great short story writer she's, she's her novel i mean just sure it's a vampire story but she doesn't just tell a vampire vampire story no there's nothing typical about it <laughs> typical lydia there's nothing typical about it and she paints a picture of a new kind of evil. I mean, this is something new. This is not <laughs> what you're used to. Uh, this is not your typical vampire story. It's just a new... She gave evil a whole new meaning. And what a great book, Night Face. That's my recent read. That's all I got for now. And uh, listen in and keep tuned, I hope, folks. And uh, uh, good talking to you. My uh, two cents. Okay. Very yep. cool. I appreciate this. I really do. I wish I'd gotten you sooner. I just I ran out and we had to eat dinner and I, I, I lost track of everything. Okay, um, I'm going to start things off here right now. looks like the levels are good. We hear you pretty good, so let's take advantage of that. And, uh, and don't, yeah, random noises is good too. I don't care. <laughs> do <it. laughs> All right, folks. I, uh, yeah, I, I have my, uh, my beverage here with me too at the moment. Um, let's see. You're talking to, let's see, I'm, I'm going to start off with uh, my usual... Hello, folks, and welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. This is Dave, and I have... I found this these guys, okay, Twitter of all things. I, I think it was, what, three day, three days ago, I uh, got a hit from this band called Of Clocks and Clouds, and I had to check it out. I heard the song, and I was addicted, and immediately got, got back with these guys. Now, I have with me right now, I have Ross and Joe of Of, of Clocks and Clouds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys like that, don't you? <laughs> Make people struggle a little bit. 
Definitely. Hey, I appreciate you guys doing this so impromptu uh, to the point where I'm not ready, but we, we never rehearse this show, and that's part of the, uh, I don't know, charm or the... We never rehearse either. <laughs> well, I actually saw that you you were playing, you had a couple of videos on there. I only caught like two, but I'm, I'm, I got addicted to that song, man. Um, the, the one that you, you sent me, um, and the title is, help me out here, uh, What You Need, right? What You Need, yeah. What You Need. That, that is an incredible song. Thank you very much. Um, we're pretty happy with it. You should be. Yeah. Yeah, this is Joe I'm talking to right now. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Joe, and Ross is sitting in the background there. Am I correct? Yep. Okay. Uh, if you want to tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, I'm extremely curious. All right. Well, uh, we're uh, we're both. I'll speak for us for a second. We're both born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. I'm from Long Island and, myself. Just so you know. All right, on, dude. Yep. And um, we uh, kind of linked up through another band and uh, a couple of years ago, and started playing music together. It was sort of started out as a solo electronic project on my end. Okay. And uh, it's as of like 2013, it it became this uh, this incarnation basically. But just the, out, the two of you guys, do you find it easier to work with just the two of you making decisions rather than a full four guys? Or yeah, I mean, we had we had at one point like like a four piece band, a couple of shows we played, and um, just didn't feel it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever we're doing now it seems to be working, so we don't want to mess with it, you know? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm just going to compare you real quick to a, a band that, well, they did get a one hit um, out of it by doing a, following a formula that you guys have. Yeah, they had a full band, and uh, they're named Nine Days. Um, I was just at their show last week, and, you know, they're a pop band. Um, they got popular with that song, Story of a Girl, but it, it's two guys that predominantly shared the writing and the singing back and forth, and it just worked for them, and they're, they, they're coming back strong with another album, so I think you got a good formula cool. there. Yeah. So uh, now, who does most of the writing? That's more Joe's job. Uh, he does more of the writing and composing. Uh, usually uses uh, Reason on a lot of the tracks, uh, and basically Reason is kind of a sketch pad in a way. Okay. Uh, he does all the basic elements of the songs and uh, just sets up the laptop and off of that we kind of base the songs around it and build up around that. That's as, cool. As, as we build up the songs we start to cut away pieces of the recent tracks and bring down some, you know, bring it down to less and less electronic elements and more natural elements. Very, I like that a lot. That's awesome. So you kind of let the song, well, it grows on its own in other words, sort of like writing a story basically. You let, it, let the story build itself up. Yeah. That's yeah. more natural than forcing yourself to write a hit, which is like something impossible to do. And why would you want to when you when you can do something natural? You know, for sure. I, I definitely that. I get really inspired by uh, like sounds, and uh, you know, so I basically come to Ross with uh, these ideas, which turn out to be kind of the, the skeletons of the songs, and then you know we kind of build the everything else on top of that with the. Uh, you know, the live, you know, in-your-face drums and, you know, roaring guitars and shit like that, you yeah. know? You definitely have the potential. I, I, the song I heard was uh, kind of, I want to say mellow, but it's not mellow. It is some, it's so melodic. It's just, for me, it's mellow. I'm a, I'm a metal guy. 
Um, but I love all forms of music. As a matter of fact, this show is founded on the, on Jane's addiction, basically, because my, my partner and myself love the band. Um, but yeah, we're, we're open to everything. And when I heard that, you know, what you need song, I just kind of like, I, I probably played it three times in my living room, played it for the wife. You know, we're having a few glasses of wine. We're like, these guys are damn good. And I did not expect you to get back to me so quick. There's, there's a lot of egos out there I'm dealing with. I'm just telling you. <laughs> well, uh, you won't find any of that here. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. No, just the fact that you got in touch with me so quick. I, I do appreciate that. And, um, well, let's talk about inspiration um, musically. I, I don't know how old you guys are. Or what, what uh, I mean, was it grunge? Was it The Cure? What era of music were you guys listening to predominantly? Punk rock? I mean, uh, we listen to different things. Yeah. Um, you, I don't know. I, I, I grew up, uh, you know, as a fan of the 90s uh, alt rocks, you know, like Nirvana, Pearl right. Jam. You know, when I was like a, a teenager, really into that, and uh, you know, from there, I, I mean, I listen to so many different types of music that I, I think I'm probably subconsciously affected by. Sure, but it's hard to like really, you know, nail it down. Um, but uh, recently, it's been like the Flaming Lips for me, uh, huge influence just in terms of their, uh, I don't know, their. Their ability to uh, reinvent themselves whenever they feel like it. And, I'm glad uh, you said that because they're having a big year right now, or two years with that big album that came out not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, but uh, I don't know. Well, what have we missed from you? Like, what do you? We have EPs. How many albums? What have we, What have I missed since I've come in a little late to the game here? Uh, there, I've released kind of on my own for the most part uh, like a f- one LP that I've recently taken down because we have kind of rebranded ourselves okay. as uh, as this rock and roll duo and the first release was more like experimental electronic mm-hmm. um, so uh, there is there's three songs up besides uh, what you need right now from an EP which has Ross playing the drums on it. Okay. But that was pretty much right after we had met and weren't working this uh, this much in collaboration with each other. Um, but we are almost finished uh, with our with a six song EP. Okay, cool. Which we intend to release uh, towards the end of the summer, early fall. I look forward to that. Yeah, it's kind of, it's coming along really well. We're happy with it, and. Uh, you know, and, and uh, we've set up, uh, we thought that we were going to take the summer off from playing shows just to work on the album, and then we wound up uh, accidentally booking three Saturday night shows in a row. <laughs> you know how often I hear that story? Bands yeah. <laughs> take the summer off, and then, yeah, that's what happens. You guys yeah. are wanted, and that's good. You, you, what, what kind of people show up at your shows? I'm really curious. I, I don't know what Brooklyn's like these days. I, I grew up on Long Island, Port Jeff, and I would go to Sundance and Bayshore to see the metal shows and punk rock. But And the Ritz in New York, I heard that's functioning again. But what, what is the scene like there for you guys? Is you know, it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. I, I think like the the best thing about uh, New York City is that there's like everything is here. But yep. uh, you know, when you're you know starting out and you're trying to gain a fan base, uh, there's almost like there's an oversaturation. I think in some place, like for instance, on a Saturday night, there's 20 bands that you can go see. Right. You know. Uh, so, like, we were competing with Robert Plant playing a free show in Prospect Park. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd rather see that than, than <laughs> you know, like, Bon Jovi played. Yeah, and Bon Jovi played. And, uh, yeah. And it's like, so, 
the crowd at, at we played at a, a venue called Spike Hill in Williamsburg, uh, and it's a free venue. And that was our third time playing there. The, the booking agent uh, contacted us, and and I think about half the people that were watching our show. There was probably about like 40, 50 people watching us when we played. Half of them had never seen us or heard of us before. So that to me tells us that we're doing something right, where people that don't know anything about it are, are get it and they're turned on by it and they want to see what we're going to do. That's cool, so, awesome. Uh, so you're, you're well walks of life. You're pretty well received then from the crowd. Yeah, it was a good show, man. That's awesome. Now, how do you work that out? Does just the two of you get on the stage, or, or do you hire some guys backup, or what? What do you do? Just the two of us, just the two of us man. That's cool. Yeah. White stripes. <laughs> yep. Do it up. We get real heavy and in your face and uh, and loud. And um, yeah, we make it work. Yeah, I can see the potentials there. I just have to see it for myself too. I, I don't know if you ever make it to the Pittsburgh area, but that's where I reside now. And there's 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 scenes here and there and places you definitely would fit in. I would say Thirty First Street Pub or the, the Smiling Moose are two places. If you're ever in the area, I'd say you guys could pull a crowd. Um, I, I really look forward to that. I don't know. Do you guys travel at all? We're looking to to do yeah, that. Right after we're done with this album, we're looking to kind of expand out of New York City. I mean, we've been playing in New York now for a while, and we want to kind of branch out into other cities. I mean, slowly but surely, eventually, you know, big dream is, you know, not big, but make it to Chicago eventually. Cool. We'll branch out further and further and bring the music to new places. Well, now, like, who, who, I'm curious, like, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but who are you guys, like, listening to now? Uh, do you have anybody that... Uh, that you're following because music is it's so I don't know it's a fickle art right now it's it's, uh, it's pretty weird because it's like everything is I don't know just based on exactly what you're kind of feeling mm-hmm. at, at that particular moment or what's available to you like uh, I was driving yesterday I didn't have my iPod with me which has like 17,000 songs on it <laughs> you know yes I do uh, but on my iPhone I have three bands. I have uh, the Flaming Lips, Tool, and LCD Sound System. Nice. That's some combination there. I like that. So I was like, I'm going to listen to some Tool right now. And it was a great (laughs) idea. Good stuff. You like Pussifer? Maynard's other project? You know, it's a side project. I like Maynard. I think he's a weirdo. I I love that. I saw them. I saw Pussifer at Coachella this year. And it's like, uh, it's, it's a fun time. I like some of their songs a lot. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I like how they change it up. I don't want to really relate it to you guys because you guys are a little different, but do, now, because I've only heard, like, these two songs, is every song different from the next? Is that, like, your game? Uh, is that what you want? Or are you going to try to, like, have a sound that is an, your initial sound? What do you think, Rob? I think, like, our sound is kind of is has uh, gone from a more general thing to kind of being uh, more focused. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's certain elements that kind of follow throughout the song, certain things that kind of, that's what I'm looking for. Like ambience? I noticed an ambience with your guitar. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of, like, weird, weird noises. Okay. John Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Cool stuff. There's certain things that kind of follow through throughout the album, but I mean... All the different grooves, a lot of the different vibes change out throughout the different songs. Like when you heard, you know, what you need. Yeah. That song, like you said, it was chill. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a chill song when you think about it until you know it reaches a certain point. And we have songs that are even slower and softer than that. But then mm-hmm. we have songs like "Your Love Will Be My End" that's going to be on the album. That's 
originally uh, that was on the first album that he really solo, and it was more electronic oriented, and it was a lot more airy. It was more keyboard based, but now that we've been working together over this period of time and kind of changed the sound, it's grown more heavy. It's become more of a rock song. It's almost like a black key song in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah, good analogy. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's like a rock and roll song versus kind of like a guy with a laptop. <laughs> Was him before. Yeah. Hey man, look, look at Trent Reznor. You know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's why I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I, Eric Powell's a guy. You might want to look up uh, Sixteen Volt because that's another guy. Uh, you know, he can't, he he has a band, but he kind of does it all his own, and just yeah. interesting. And there's a lot of that right now. I, I had a band on last week, at, um, and you guys are kind of reminding me of them. Um, I Parasite, and I think they were from. The guy was from New York, and he moved to L.A. It's a very similar arrangement, but he's definitely more industrial oriented, where you guys are more rock oriented. We do get the industrial and, and borderline goth uh, influence. Like we played a show where we were like the only non-goth band, <laughs> and I and, we wore the least amount of yeah. leather. Yeah, the <laughs> least amount of leather and the least amount of uh, eyeliner. No but yeah. No yeah, but the crowd like they loved it. They, whatever we were doing, so. You know, it, it transfers over uh, to many genres, I think. Oh, is, yeah. Oh, which yeah. Which is kind of cool. I, I totally agree with that. I totally see, like, I see somebody like Perry Farrell approaching you to open up for Lollapalooza or something, you know? I totally see that in your future. That's, you're the type of band that would be on the second stage, and then the next year, probably the main stage somewhere. That's, well, uh, ter- tell Perry that we're willing to do that. He needs us, I wish I had that kind of connection, but well, I don't know. Things are growing. Who knows? Eventually, yeah. he'll see that I stole one of the names of his songs to uh, start up a podcast. You know, but wait, you know, you we... were caught stealing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, damn me! <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? But yeah, well, uh, well, I'm just so glad you guys could do this. Now, um, I think we should play a song. Uh, what do we want to introduce here? Because I think the people need to hear you. Well, I, are you going to play uh, What You Need, right? I this think is, uh, this yeah. is the single from this EP that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's almost finished. Uh, we haven't come up with a name yet, but uh, when we release it, uh, hopefully everyone will be able to hear it and put their hands on it, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. you can find them on Twitter right now, it's like, like I did. Again, these we're, we're talking to um, Ross and Chris of of Clocks and Clouds. Just so Joe, you know. Joe, Ross and Joe. Joe, why did I say... Why did I say Chris? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You know why? I think because I wrote down Chris. Uh, what are you going to do? Um, all right, so we're going to hear you right now. Let them let them decide for themselves. You know, uh, what was the song about? Do you have any background? Yeah, I mean, um, Chris, it's uh, not necessarily about anyone in particular, but um, just a you know a relationship that maybe may have run its course. And then, uh, you know, full of drama and garbage, but then she keeps coming back anyway because you know what she needs. Nice. All right, let's hear it, folks. Yeah. All right, stay with me.
All right, we are back, and I hope you guys liked it. That was What You Need, and we are talking to Of Clocks and Clouds. I'm not talking to Chris. I actually have, this time I have Ross, <laughs> and I have Joe. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that song, guys, and I appreciate you uh, letting me play that. Thank you. And uh, so what is, you said you have three shows booked. What's next? What happens this Saturday? Are you guys booked this Saturday? Or? Yeah, we're playing uh, at uh, kind of a, a mildly famous Brooklyn bar called Freddy's. Okay. Back room, yeah. And then uh, that's August 3rd. I think we'll play at 10 o'clock. There's a cool night of uh, one of our friends' bands kind of put the night together. And uh, and then the following week, August 10th, we'll be at Arlene's Grocery in the Lower East Side uh, in Manhattan. But uh, the Freddy's is a free show, which is cool. Okay. And uh, Arlene's, I think, is $10. But there's they usually put together a, a, a good night of musicians and what kind of set do you play do you, do you play for an hour how long do you go on for 45 minutes 45 minutes around there yeah 
Yeah. That's good. We're stuck with some sets that are like 25 minutes where we have to look. <laughs> all of this stuff, drums, keyboards, guitars, amps, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you guys only have 25 minutes to play. And we're like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you. I wa- yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to ask you about that, too, because that happens on OzFest. I, the bands play for 25 minutes and they have all that gear and they have to pay to be there. And, and I they mean, have roadies. And they have roadies. Guys that get paid to do it. That's true. That's yeah. true. You got me on that one. But yeah, I mean, well, would that be an ultimate goal for you? Like, would you rather do a Lollapalooza or a Coachella or would you rather do an OzFest? Like, where, where do you see, you see yourselves? I, I think we're probably more geared towards the Lollapalooza. Uh, Coachella realm than than Ozfest these okay. days. All right, but uh, it's not like I would frown on. Yeah, on if we got Ozfest, we wouldn't really. Yeah. disagree. <laughs> I was at the first ever Ozfest in '97. Yeah, man, at Giant Stadium. Yeah, be cool. Oh yeah, I saw it in Pittsburgh. Uh, Giant Stadium. It's been a while for me. I, I did see Monsters of Rock there in '89. That'll date me. But uh, <laughs> way back when Metallica was not even uh, up there yet, they were playing. They they were like second bill. But man. That was a show. Um, now, who do you see yourself like? Who would you want to tour with? Is there a band that you, if you had a choice, you'd like to open for or co-headline? That's that's been our toughest problem because I mean we've tried to look for other bands that we can even just play shows with in the city, and it's it's kind of hard to find bands that are kind of I don't say so much similar, but just have kind of a I guess a similar sound to us. I mean, a lot of the shows that we've been playing with have been with bands that have been absolutely nothing like us. Like we said before, right. put our bar in the city, and I haven't seen that much leather in my life. <laughs> and we look like, you know, we're wearing, I'm wearing plaid, he's wearing a goofy t-shirt, and he's wearing cut-off shorts right now, which you can't see. And, like, you know... I'm naked from the waist. Yeah, he actually is. That's Jesus Christ. Cool. But, you know, and we, we found ourselves getting in some weird situations, like... Uh, at uh, Spike Hill, we played with our friends Denison, and they're a great band. Our sounds are very, very, very different. They have, I don't know, kind of like a 90s, kind of like rock and roll, but like a real like bar kind of sound, but like a good sound. But like we played after that. Um, that night at our bar, with all the leather, the lady that played after us was wearing fucking feathers all over her entire body. And <laughs> they were good, looked like a peacock. They were great. <laughs> But it was just her and one guy on guitar. What band was that? What are they called? Uh, They're from Australia. Okay. Yeah. Um, Get, like, something ghost. Go- Ginger and the Ghost. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, great. You should look them up. Yeah, I Ginger think I will. <laughs> I yeah. will look them up. Yeah, you're uh, going gonna to have some Australian folks listening to you, by the way. I have I have some listeners from there, which and they're very cool. Very cool. Metalheads. But I think they're going to like uh, you. Short, short answer, David. Um, we, like, basically... Whichever band would allow us to play for the most people at once so we could, like, you know, I just want to get the sound out there. I want people to see us, and so they'll, they'll figure it out cool. for themselves, you know? I, 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 yeah, I really like that answer, actually, and I do understand what you're saying. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so you'll basically just take whatever's out there at this point, but I think you're better than a lot of things I've seen lately. Um, I, like, again, I, I, I'm open to everything. But when I find something unique, I mean, I, I if you if my wife was sitting here right now, she'd tell you I'm I, I'm ridiculous. I, I have to like how how quickly did I get back to you guys? I couldn't believe you got that's the New York in you. You got back to me real quick, and I appreciate that. Got to hustle here, man. That's right. That's right. I appreciate it. Some people just sit around I, like, oh yeah, I'll come on the show, and you don't hear from them for months, and I forget who they are, you know. But this, you know what, man, I I, I would have you guys on again. I, I'm going to watch your career grow here, and I can't wait to see what happens. 
Um, uh, let's see, do you have something else to plug after that date? Uh, you said you, this Saturday, then the Saturday after. Yeah. Because if you uh, want to plug something else. Shows. I, I mean, like, uh, if you like the music, the, the best way to stay uh, up to date with what's going on with us is just through our Facebook page. And it's just uh, facebook.com slash of clocks and clouds. You know, no spaces. Um, Eventually, we're going to be getting a little more, uh, a little more uh, social media oriented uh, outside of Facebook. We're going to be working on a website. We actually have a good friend of mine, Todd Cheney of uh, Redbeard Records, which is based out of Connecticut. That's yeah. going to be helping us out. Cool. Uh, representation. Some out-of-state uh, booking and stuff. Social media, yeah. out-of-state booking and all that. Sweet. That's uh, awesome. He runs man. a good label. He's originally based out in Chicago. So. And that's where you want to go, you said. That's awesome. Um, but Dave, we'll come play a show in Pittsburgh, man. Hey, man, I'll, I'll do what I can with that. I do stick by the bands that come on my show. And yeah. I, I'm starting to get some... I, I actually know one guy that's been on the show that does book bands. Um, he does more techno-industrial and some industrial metal. But it sounds like you guys could fit in with that crowd. So I'm, I will drop your name, to I'm going to see him tomorrow. Um, I'll just drop his name now. Jim Simonic. He's been on the show many times. He's a great guy. Um, he's somebody that I, I, I want him to hear your music, so I'll just see what I can do. I'll do what I can. Um, and just to tell the crowd what I'm looking at here, crowd, you know, the people listening, um, I, it looks like you guys do look like a throwback to grunge. You got a Dave Grohl thing going on back there. Yeah. <laughs> you let me cut my hair. <laughs> right after the show on uh, Saturday night, we're standing outside smoking a cigarette, and uh, this, this dude that was at the show comes up to Ross and is like, bro. I never want to see your face. <laughs> what? Like, what does that even your mean? Your hair is awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> when Ross plays the drums, all you just see this mess of flashing arms and the hair just everywhere. You know? I have bad like, posture, so I kind of just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hide. I like to hide. No, I understand. <laughs> I actually play drums because I'm too, I have too much stage fright to stand up in front of people. Hence the hair. A lot of people don't understand that. I, I was in a band as a kid. Why do guys grow their hair? Well, they don't have to look at the crowd looking at them. That's that's a, a little tactic that I tried to tell people that, you know, well, actually, I didn't tell enough people. They were like, why do you have your hair in your face? Well, because I don't want to see you. <laughs> that's all there is to it. <laughs> I'm actually just too cheap for haircuts, honestly. <laughs> I haven't got a professional haircut in a while. I just have girls I date, you know, cut my hair for me. <laughs> there you go. Nice one. Yeah, the way to go. It's cheaper that way. Now, the name of Clocks and Clouds. I've got yeah. to know. Uh, can you tell the folks that? Uh, it's kind of nerdy, but uh, I was reading about um, this German scientific philosopher uh, from the 1930s whose name is Karl Popper, and he wrote several essays about uh, measurable events uh, in nature, and he referred to them as two different types. There are things that are like clocks, which are constant, never-changing, uh, and easy to measure. And then there are clouds, which are the things that are constantly changing, difficult to contain and measure, amorphous, etc. And wow. uh, he says that we live in a world of clouds, not clocks. And that's where we kind of fall short. I thought that was, like, really cool. And uh, it's it, kind yeah. of... It explains you guys. Yeah, it's kind of the way we, we make yeah. songs, in a way, you know? That's not. I like that. That's a good backstory. Now, there is a, there is a band called... Clocks and Clouds, and it's like this, uh, they're like a, a classical music, uh, like kind of trio from, I think they're from Australia or something like that, or, I don't know, but we are, have an OF in front of ours, 
There's no such so. thing as having an original band name anymore. I was in a band in college, and we were called The Challenger, and we thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then a band on Facebook, a band on MySpace, back in the MySpace oh, days, yeah. friended us on MySpace, and they were also called The Challenger. And they only had friends that were also other bands named The Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> they had about 650 fucking friends. Yeah. That's and awesome. And they were all called The Challenger. So finding originality in a name these days yeah. is not easy. You have to write a song called The Challenger. <laughs> we put the OF in front of it. That's such a better story than most. I mean, you know, like I tripped on, I slipped on some dog shit and hit my head, and now I'm called ruptured spleen. You know, I get a lot of that. You know, or some drunk, drunken phrase from somebody. That I really do. Your name's catchy, whether you like it or not. (laughs) And uh, I like that. There's actually a a definition behind it that explains what you guys sound like. Really, it's awesome. Um, Now let's tell folks where to find you. Uh, Can you give them? Everywhere to go to get your music? Yeah, so uh, the Facebook page, which I mentioned, facebook.com slash Clocks and Clouds. We're on Twitter. Um, we are on uh, Bandcamp, where you can download the song that you just heard. It's uh, of clocksandclouds.bandcamp.com, and it is available for pay-what-you-want download. Yep. Um, and you can stream all of our music there as well. Okay, that's, that's cool. Yeah, look them up, and they're on Twitter. I mean... Uh, there's an Instagram thing if you guys are into that. You could That's see some that. stupid pictures of us um, <laughs> and like pictures of stupid shit that I like. Uh, out of clocks and clouds on Instagram. Uh, let me ask you. I, I came across one. I, I couldn't quite figure out what was happening. I'm sure you already know what I'm talking about. Um, it looked as though uh, Ross was playing guitar and you were sitting in a chair. And yeah, that it was a video. A, a, a late night drunken uh, <laughs> recording session the best where time. I don't think we've actually listened back to what we did that night we did. but what we thought we did was the most brilliant thing ever <laughs> basically I know how to play only one thing on guitar <laughs> I don't know I'm terrible with chords um, I don't really know much about uh, music theory when it comes to guitar but um, in college I listened to a lot of Mogwai and Explosions in the Sky oh nice also Ciro's um and I figured out how to do that, like, really spacey, kind of atmospheric kind of guitar sound with, like, 12 delay plugins and uh, <laughs> some other pink pedal that's also part of the program that makes it sound fucking crazy. And that's the only thing I know how to play on guitar. And um, I actually found that Flying V uh, through my high school. I love that thing. That thing's like my baby. I don't play guitar, but I spent $20 on a Gibson Flying V. Who the fuck is going to complain? <laughs> so, um yeah, no, that's kind of the only thing I know how to play on guitar, and so I try to add a little yeah. more atmosphere to the sound. And there's a few songs on the album where Ross is like, okay, I, I just have to do my thing on them. And yeah. it totally took them to the, the next level, which is bizarre, but it just sometimes it just happens like that. <laughs> well, five o'clock in the morning, yeah. kind of drunk. Yeah. I, you know what? We a lot of good work done in the... Yeah, I'm glad you explained that to me because I thought I thought I was seeing things. It looked like it did look like you guys were having fun in your own realm and world, and I, you were looking at something that I couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what was I going to say? Now, have you guys ever done cover tunes? Is this something you stayed away from, or did you ever start out by playing cover tunes? It's been a discussion. Hmm. It's been a discussion. We're we're going to leave that. Uh, we're we're going to leave that a mystery for now. We we haven't played <laughs> any cover songs. Uh, just us. Um, but we were actually talking about, you know, if we did, like, what would we do? 
and I think one of one of the songs that came up was uh, "My Generation" by The Who. Weird. Uh, I'd be wild. You guys doing that? I'd love to hear that. Uh, we haven't yet, but I think it would be cool to kind of. I was gonna leave it a mystery. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I, I just give away too much. So much for that. Very cheap first date. I'm a cheap first date. <laughs> Well, I, listen, guys, I appreciate you coming on. This is Of Clocks and Clouds. We're talking to uh, Joe and Ross and not Chris. He didn't show up this time, considering there's only two of you. I don't know where I got that from. I, you know what's funny? Part of my show, and I get ripped on for this, I always mispronounce or say the wrong name no matter what I do. A person could be standing in front of me. I don't know what that's about, but I apologize. But thank you for coming on, and uh, I don't know. We should play one more song from you guys, and that's going to be your choice. Um, so what do you got in mind? I guess uh, traveling at light speed and hyper reality. The old album from the old album, or need you now? Which one? Your choice. Um, need you now? I think. Uh, traveling at light speed has been changed over the time that we haven't. Okay, Ro- Ross is saying that uh, you should play uh, "Need You Now," which uh, which is from the first EP called "Now Is Greater Than Now Is Greater Than Future." Okay, I will do. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, thank you to Of Clocks and Clouds, and now we're going to hear them right now once again. And hopefully we'll hear you guys in the future. You guys are always welcome back. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Absolutely, man. Good one.
that was Need You Now from of Clocks and Clouds. I want to thank those guys for coming on. They were phenomenal, and I, I love their music. I do hope to see them again or listen to them again in the future. And um, rather than going to iTunes, I say hit up Bandcamp. Uh, go, the money, the funds go directly to the bands. That's where I go. If I'm going to pay for music, I go there. And you can find Of Clocks and Clouds there. And, um, I mean, it's up to you what you do. Oh, and I, I am here with my lovely assistant. I don't know what she thought of Of Clocks and Clouds. Did, pretty freaking good, right? Oh, I thought it was great. They're phenomenal, man. Very different. I really liked it a lot. Good stuff. You, you do know you're on iTunes, right? <sighs> yeah. <God. laughs> Damn it. Yeah, we're on iTunes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Who Chris? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris showed up tonight. I don't know. I don't know. God damn it. Some Nutella, okay? Okay, well, that settles that. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.